You are listening to RudolfSteinerAudio.com. As well, you can hear these podcasts at RudolfSteiner.Podbean.com. Please consider becoming a patron. There are two publishing houses, SteinerBooks.org in America and RudolfSteinerPress.com in England, which are the sole publishers of Steiner into English and have given me permission to do these recordings. Please consider patronizing them as well. This is a reading of Collected Works, Volume 98, by Rudolf Steiner, the Listener's Notes of 18 Lectures, entitled Nature and Spirit Beings, Their Activity in Our Visible World, translated by Christian von Arnhem. This is Lecture 12, given in Heidelberg on the 2nd of February, 1908, in the evening, entitled The Group Eyes, capital, of Animals, Plants, and Minerals. Certain facts which we recognize through occult science show us how the world becomes something quite different through theosophy or occult science. First of all, let us speak of the soul in the various kingdoms of nature, in the world around us. Theosophy shows us that the human being consists of four elements, the physical body, the etheric body, the astral body, and the eye, capital. The other three higher elements are developments of these four elements. When we say that the mineral has the physical body, together with all of lifeless nature, that plants, additionally, also have the etheric body, that animals also have the astral body, and that human beings additionally have the, in quotes, I am, such an explanation refers to our physical world. In the case of the mineral, we can find only a physical body on the physical plane. Even with the most developed I, E-Y-E, of clairvoyance, in the case of the plant, additionally, the etheric body, in the case of the animal, also the astral body, and in the case of the human being, the I am, also within the physical world. If we look at these beings in higher worlds, it is not the case that the plant only has a physical body and an etheric body. The plant presents itself to us as a quite complicated being. If we examine the plant, we find it to begin with under the earth, with its root, and it sticks out of the earth with its stem and grows leaf after leaf from the stem. If we look at the astral world above the plant with the eye of the clairvoyant, then we see above the plant an astral glowing light that envelops the flower of the plant. If we can now also examine the Devakan world, then something remarkable becomes apparent. The plant is enveloped as if in a sheath that goes to the center of the earth and has its tip there in the center of the earth. Only this together is the whole plant in reality. When we look at the whole plant cover of the earth, we see these glowing lights in the astral sphere. The etheric body of the plant is a body of forces. It has a very specific task in plant life. It has the task of adding leaf after leaf in a kind of repetition. If the plant only contained the etheric body, it would never produce a flower. It would only develop leaf after leaf. The etheric body is the principle of repetition. We can also observe this in the human being themselves. The human being consists of the physical body, the etheric body, the astral body, and the I, capital. Not all parts of the human being are involved in these four elements in the same way. There are parts from which the astral body has withdrawn again. In some such organs it no longer intervenes, 
It has no power there. At the top of the head it has withdrawn. There only the etheric body is at work with its repetition and produces the repetition of the hairs in the same form. In another place we can see how the principle of the etheric body passes over into the principle of the astral body. The principle of the etheric body works in the vertebra of the spinal column. At the end, the astral body intervenes and drives the vertebra up to the cavity of the head. The glowing light above the plant is also astral substance, but here it must be permeated by the spiritual power of the sun's rays. The force which here surrounds and edges the plant is stimulated by the spiritual forces of the sunlight and transforms the principle of repetition, the leaves, the etheric body, into the flower by the principle of the astral. Such intervention of the astral is an inhibition. If we then trace the sheath of the plant to the interior of the earth, we have there the I, capital, of the plant. No one should object that there is no room for all the plant eyes in the center of the earth. In the spiritual realm, the principle of permeability applies. All the plant eyes are together in the center of the earth. If we look at the earth from this point of view, it appears to us not only as a sphere in space, but ensouled. The individual plants grow out of the earth like the nails do out of our organism. There are just many plant eyes together in the earth. Not every plant has an eye, however, but whole groups of plants have a common eye. It is the same with the animals. There too whole groups have a common eye. Whether one lion is in Africa and the other in a zoo is irrelevant. They are members of the one lion eye. Let us think of our hand put through a screen. We must say to ourselves, an eye belongs to the fingers. Similarly, all the lions on earth belong to one eye. All the tigers on earth belong to one tiger eye. All lions, all tigers are members of a common group eye. First of all, it is interesting to get acquainted a little with these animal eyes. When a person observes the world from a materialistic point of view, they think they are only passing through material substances. But this is not so. The animal group souls run like the trade winds around the earth in the most diverse lines. They go round the earth in circles, passing through the spinal cord of the animal. The main characteristic of this group eye is this. The astral plane has self-contained beings, only they do not have self-contained bodies. But, for example, an astral, self-contained being belongs to all lions. These beings are there like a population. The animal group eyes are much cleverer than the human eyes. They are wiser. Everything that is wise in the animal kingdom comes from the animal group eyes. When we see the birds flying south in autumn, when we eavesdrop on the beaver working on its lodge, we see the effects of the animal group eye. The individual beaver is not clever, but the group eye of the beaver is wise. We enter a world of wisdom and intelligence when we come to these self-contained beings on the astral plane. It is basically just very good to talk to these beings. They know much more than we do about the wisdom of the world. The plant eyes are located in the center of the earth. When we visit them, we also learn about the joy and pain of the plant. 
what the plant sends out above the surface of the earth, even if it is green, even if it is solid, can be compared to the milk that comes out of the animal. It is indeed as if the whole earth organism sent out something from the earth like the milk that comes from the animal. When we pick the plant, it causes the plant's soul the kind of pleasure that the cow feels when the calf suckles on the udder. When the human being puts themselves in the plant's soul, then the human being learns to know and empathize with the whole of nature. If we involve ourselves in the knowledge about the whole of nature, then the soul is tuned in such a way that it also empathizes with other people. We learn to understand when the reaper sweeps across the fields in autumn with his scythe and mows down stalk after stalk and sheaf after sheaf that there is something like puffs of pleasurable feelings sweeping across the fields. It is a wonderful observation to understand when the farmer is mowing how something like breaths of pleasurable feelings waft over the earth. When you pull the plants out by the roots, you cause pain to the plant soul. What applies to our physical plane does not always apply to the other worlds. When someone pulls out their white hair, it may correspond to their feeling of beauty, but it still hurts. In the same way it hurts the plant if you pull it out by the root, even though you may think that this is better from the point of view of the physical plane. When we know that pain is caused here or there in nature, we must not believe that we can prevent the pain. Thus we have seen how the human being learns to put themselves in the place of their fellow beings through insight into nature. The souls of the stones also feel pleasure and suffering. If we look at a quarry and see the workers blast off stone after stone, we might think that when the stones fragment, this causes the rock pain. This is not the case. Whole streams of well-being fragment off there with the stones and pour out of the quarry. If you take a glass of water and dissolve salt in it, the clairvoyant sees that in the dissolution of the salt whole streams of well-being spread. If we then cool the water and the salt becomes solid again, it causes pain. When we light a match, burn something, then this causes whole inner currents of pleasure in a soul being that is active in this process of combustion. Light, which spreads throughout the world, does not only spread as physical substantiality, but streams of blissful feeling spread with it. The spiritual beings who live in the light gladly give the light away. That is a feeling of bliss. They feel blissful as their life streams along in the light. In this way we come to know the whole world inwardly. If we thus learn increasingly to recognize the life around us, in our souls, we will indeed learn wonderful secrets of human development. Let us go back to earlier times. The earth was at such a high temperature that all metals and minerals were dissolved. We can look back to a state where everything was dissolved in the heat. At that time the human being was connected with the earth as a spiritual being. How did the earth become the setting for present human beings in their present form? The substances of the earth had to become solid, to crystallize together. This process has taken place on our earth. In the future, the earth will undergo this process in the opposite direction. The earth and all human beings will become spiritualized.
for physical life, spiritualization means, quote, disintegration into the smallest parts, close quote. When, after long eons, a cosmic body has fulfilled its task, then little by little particles of this cosmic body disintegrate. The formation of matter continuously alternates with the disintegration of matter. We can already see from radium that the earth is beginning to disintegrate, to spiritualize itself. Beginning with the evolution of the earth, we have the earth in a fiery state, then solidification into rocks clumping together. The rock souls have to suffer pain. Not until the body of the world once again approaches spiritualization will the feeling of pleasure arise through fragmentation. The initiate has expressed this in profound words, quote, For every creature groans in pain, awaiting adoption, close quote, says Paul. That is, waiting for that moment when everything passes over again into spirituality. This is how occult wisdom teaches us best to understand the religious records again. We then obtain the right feeling toward these records. The materialistic person of today who says, quote, and to what glorious heights we their bequests have brought, close quote, knows nothing of this development. These Pauline words are often interpreted in an infinitely trivial way today, but a shiver of awe will again pervade the human being when they look at the earth in this way. Not only our earth, but all the individual elements of the cosmos are not only physical worlds, but are also ensouled and spiritual worlds. When the human being passes through the gateway of death, they have to dwell for a time in a purely spiritual world and then return to a new incarnation. Here on the physical earth, people fashion their instruments, their devices, and so on. Does that mean that the human being's soul is merely occupied with itself between death and a new birth? The soul is not at all inactive, and it is not in another world from our own either. The beings that go through this state are really around us, and they are all at work. When a human being has died and reappears on the surface of our earth in a new incarnation, it usually happens in such a way that they find the earth with a new physiognomy. We just have to be clear how the earth changes its face. Consider that the climatic conditions, plants and animals, cultural conditions are completely different now from what they were at the time of Jesus Christ. Anyone who really gets to know history knows how everything on earth changes. Who is it that changes the face of the earth externally, physically? That which transforms the earth we do ourselves between death and a new birth, albeit under the guidance of higher beings. Thus the clairvoyant sees the souls of humans constantly buzzing around plants, preparing their bed for a new incarnation. It is higher beings who govern this whole process. But we ourselves are working on this transformation of the earth. The human being is the worker, the remodeler of the building that is our earth itself. In this way, a wonderful life comes together for us on our earth, if we look at it as a whole in context. In this way, we also recognize how we live among higher beings who are in contact with our earth, who do not descend to physical incarnation. Our earth goes through incarnations just like the individual human being. 
The earth has passed through previous incarnations and will pass through other incarnations in the future. If we were to mix our present earth together with the present moon, we would get the old moon. In an even earlier incarnation, the earth was the sun planet. If we were to mix the earth, moon, and sun together today, we would get the old sun planet. In later times, the earth will be incarnated as Jupiter, as Venus, as Vulcan. Spiritual beings are connected with each such existence. The earth goes from incarnation to incarnation. Spiritual beings are also always developed to greater heights in the process as such a planet progresses to further incarnations. When the old moon developed, first one body appeared, then two bodies came into being. When our earth developed, one cosmic body emerged from the darkness of the cosmos. Then initially the one cosmic body split into two, then the moon split out of the earth again, so that we have three cosmic bodies, sun, moon, and earth. Humanity was also connected with all these incarnations. On Saturn, the foundation for the physical body was laid. On the sun, the foundation for the etheric body. On the moon, the foundation for the astral body. Higher beings stand above human beings. They could not go through their faster development when the earth was still connected with the sun and moon. Therefore, they had to separate themselves and take out the best substances, so that the sun is now inhabited by sublime beings, whom we call the divine creators of the human being. They inhabit the sun. What flows in the light inhabits the sun. It experiences the bliss which is felt when the light flows out. On the moon, however, there are initially lower beings, there were beings in the previous development who did not have the possibility, so to speak, to rise up to sun existence. They could not endure it on the sun, for that was reserved for higher beings. But they could not be on the earth either. It was too little advanced for them. They could not live on either cosmic body. Therefore the sun had to split off two other planets on which these beings live. These are Mercury and Venus. On Mercury... Beings live who are similar to human beings, but they do not know death. The life of the Mercury beings proceeds in such a way that such a transition is only like a transformation, just as we change our body between birth and death. This is how the souls of Mercury beings live when they acquire their spiritual bodies and lose them again, but they do not know death. Thus also beings live on Venus, who stand between human beings and the sun beings. They inhabit Venus and can even take action on Earth. They take action in the human body. We call these beings Luciferic beings. In a certain way, they have their home on Venus. That is why Venus is also called Lucifer. When we look up at the stars, they reveal themselves to us such that we recognize spiritual beings in them. We do not know the world until we advance everywhere, from the physical to the spiritual. We, as human beings, will walk through the world in a completely different, conscious way when we learn to empathize with everything that is around us. This will make our lives infinitely richer. As a result, we ourselves become involved in working in the spiritual sphere. Knowledge only acquires its value when it becomes life, when we learn to live differently and not just to know something.
the end of Lecture 12.